This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Terrace here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my co-host, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, John Malika. But before we ask John how he's doing today, guys, we got to do a little housekeeping. If you listen to this podcast on any audio listening platform, please make sure to su- subscribe. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. Right there. We're also, also, if you listen to this podcast on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment that just helps us out. We're also on YouTube. Make sure to type in Nick's comment, Dead's comment, ETC, period. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, hit that like button. Leave a comment. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you want to say. How do you want to interact with us? How do you want to add to the conversation? We appreciate it. We'll interact with you guys. We love it all. Free On top Obi. of that, we got another <laughs> free Obi. Hashtag Obi Avengers. <laughs> all right. You know what it is. Also, we got another podcast over there. Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, usually go down the NFL slate. Sometimes they'll do some NBA action. Now they're doing March Madness. I just heard they had our boy Chip Murphy on for another episode. To break down the college basketball games yet again. So you know what that means. You got to baby. Sweet 16. So you know what that means. You got to go check it out. Get their takes. Get your bets in. Money lines, spreads, overs, unders. You name it. They got you covered. (laughs) Make sure to go listen. We're also on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You name it. We are there. All right. Now let's get into the business. John, how you doing today, man? Green and white, another day, another day of free agency, another day closer to the draft. But how are you doing today? What's going on in your world? What's up, man? I mean, dude, I did I did not expect today to go how it went, right? I was at the Hawks-Knicks game last night. That was a fun time. Talking trash with the Trey Young fan behind me. I feel like for some reason they always put me next to the opposing team. And we have a great time, you know, with banter. I was, you know, screaming at each other all game. It was fun. But, you know, I felt like the season was over. And now I, I feel I was feeling like free agency was kind of over for the Jets. So I, I was just expecting, you know, just to start prepping up for March Madness. And then, of course, Alex, this morning, Adam Shefty gives us the Shefty bomb. The all of a sudden Tyreek Hill has to choose between the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins on a Wednesday afternoon where he's going to go. I mean, absolutely wild. Took us all for a storm. We'll get into all of it, but man, the way that this Jets offseason is finally starting to materialize the way that this Knicks season is coming to a close, I'm feeling really optimistic right now, man, in my brain. So I'm, I'm, feel, I'm feeling good right now, man. I, I'm feeling good. How are you? I'm all right, man. I uh, just got off of uh, Knicks post game for Knicks fan TV, you know, gave my shtick about how we should keep Tom Thibodeau and uh, move on from Julius Randle. And 
Free you know, Obi. how we can't uh, free Obi, <laughs> uh, how, uh, you know, had the whole spiel on how we need to fire Tom Thibodeau and it's all his fault. No blame should be, we can't, t- I shouldn't say no blame, but we can't really tie the blame of the front office to Tom Thibodeau for this production, which I just don't know how you could do that. They, they go hand in hand, but we're not going to get into that today, man. We're not going to get into that today, but I'm doing all right, man. Nick's got to win. They beat the Charlotte Hornets in convincing fashion with the young crew. I love it. You'll love to see it. RJ Barrett, OB Toppin, our guy. Yo, man, he was out there hooping, man. He was out there hooping today. Shout out to Nick's fan TV, man. Go check out that post game uh, that Alex was on. Definitely check out the articles. It's going to be it's going to be coming in hot uh, the next couple of weeks. And we have, uh, as we mentioned, our winning picks weekly. We'll mention it here, too. We got some pretty big guests coming up uh, for both the Knicks and the Jets. So definitely stay tuned uh, to both of those. And we got we got the resident editor here of Knicks Fan TV, uh, Mr. Tridecaster himself. So definitely go uh, support uh, our boy CP over there. That's a fact, dude. Don't don't look now, but the next six games for the Hornets are ridiculously difficult. One of them includes the Knicks, and the next six games for the Knicks are looking okay. I'm just saying, just saying. Just Friday saying. don't look okay, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. Friday, those Miami Miami Heat. Heat were fighting. They were fighting today. Did you see and it? You know what that means. You know how that turns around. That means they're going to get some energy out, and that's how they feel too. That's what I'm afraid of. That's what I'm afraid of. I've never seen a coach throw a clipboard at, um, at his player, but let's neither here nor there. We'll get to that. We have a we have a JD coming on the next next episode, so definitely check into all that. We know you're here for the Jets talk, and there is so much to talk about. Regarding the New York Jets. Before we get into Tyreek Hill, let's wrap up this free agency, man. First of all, we got the whole entire quarterback room coming back, and Mike White's hyped about it, right? So the trade Hall makes famer, sense. Baby. Hall of Famer, baby. is back in the building. <laughs> getting a couple milli, huh? Getting a couple milli to come back. I, I like it. Yes, sir. Him, he's with, with Joe Flacco. That I guess that sixth round tra- pick trade makes sense, right? At least we're keeping him uh, to be that veteran room presence, Zach Wilson. Looking okay. I like it, man. And of course, we mentioned in the first episode of free agency here. Lake and Tomlinson. The guards are all set. It looks like the tackles are all set with Beckton and Font. And Joe D likes McGovern, dude. So it looks like the O-line's all set. The quarterback room's all set. And the tight end room, we know is all set now with CJ Uzama and uh, Tyler Conklin. Right, so maybe we'll add another guy there. I mean, it's it's starting to come together. The wide receiver room did not change. We 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 definitely resigned Braxton Berrios. We talked about that. We talked to Eroff about that. Brought back uh, Tevin Coleman. Brought back Nick Bowden. We also brought back our uh, our favorite offensive lineman slash tight end uh, Connor McDermott, along with oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Mr. Dan Feeney, the mullet man himself. So that was kind of what we did on the offense there. And dude, it wasn't done. As we mentioned, I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait any longer, dude. I can't wait any longer. The number one thing that we noticed with the deals in this offseason where they were all back channeled, right? Sort of like the way the Chiefs did it with the Mahomes contract. And they're re- they're reaping their negatives of it now, right? Where Mahomes is getting three million and four million and five million the first couple of years, and now his cap hit's going to be forty-five mil the next two years, 
right? And so they, they couldn't pay Tyree Kill. They can't pay uh, the Honey Badger. And you see where their problems lie. On the other hand, the Jets are doing that with their free agents this year. They're pushing all their money two years ahead to kind of when Zach Wilson is going to have to start getting paid, which is very interesting to me. And it's interesting because they're opening up the books for the next two years. And you know what's interesting, man? This is when Joe Douglas is going to get judged on the Jets. He's going to get judged on the next two years. So he's like, dude, I don't care what goes on in year four or five with the cat. Like, let's just move it. I'm going to see what I can do. The Jets have the lowest dead cap money in the league this year. We still have $7 million coming off the books. And it's no longer the the quote-unquote, I'm inquiring Jets. It's the, yo, our... Our, our hand is, uh, we're, we're going all in on the chip table, right? We inquired about Amari Cooper, but the Dallas Cowboys didn't care for making us have a contingency on the extension, right? And we didn't want to take $20 million on the books for Cooper this year. So we were out of that trade, right? We Apparently, we've been inquiring about the Seahawks wide receivers. All right, we'll see what happens there. We inquired about Ridley from Atlanta, and then he got suspended for the year for gambling. Okay, so we're all in here, right? I'm sure that Michael Thomas is on this list, right? I'm sure, I'm sure he's, he's, he's on the back of their mind. But what we definitely know, what we definitely know, Alex, is the cheetah. Mr. Tyreek Hill was on the books today to go to either the Jets or the Giants. The Jets offered the 35, the 38, and the 69. Sorry, Mr. Connor Hughes. <laughs> but they did offer the 69th pick. And they would have got back Tyreek Hill and the 103rd pick. And because the deal was contingent on an extension, it was basically a no trade clause for Tyreek Hill, where he got to choose either go to Miami with the no, with the no state income tax for their home games and their bonuses or ride out with the Jets, pay more taxes and actually have a quarterback rather than, you know, to a Tagliavoa. So that was what was left. Jets Nation is up in arms. We're upset that Tyreek Hill chose them. But I need to hear from Alex. I need to hear from the Tratocaster man. How do you feel about Joe Douglas moving these contracts? How do you feel about the Tyreek Hill news today? About, you know, the Jets going up in arms, Jets Nation going up in arms because Hill chose the Dolphins, which it's crazy that it went from. Okay, it's one thing to not just not get him, but it's another thing that now we're going to have to play him two times a year along with Waddle. I mean, those are two pretty big wide receivers. It might yeah. even affect the way we draft, dude. What do you what do you think about the what do you think about this whole situation so far? Uh, well, I'm not too worried about it because even <laughs> I don't think Tua is that good. Uh, I haven't seen Tua really connect on a deep ball like that. Like he can, well, Tyree Kill is going to be open deep down the field, but can Tua connect? Probably not. So the weapon is only as good as your quarterback. I mean, we've seen Brandon Marshall down in Miami. We've seen, uh, who is it? Steelers wide receiver. Mike Wallace down there uh, in Miami. Throwback. Uh, We've seen all these guys down there who can run fast, who can get down the field very quickly and be wide open. But we've also seen quarterbacks that can never get them the ball. And what was their careers like? So doesn't mean anything to see, you know, the wide receiver is only as good as the quarterback. So I'm not really too scared. 72 million guaranteed, bro. Crazy. It's crazy. 
it's one thing when you have Tyreek Hill with Patrick Mahomes. That's a cheat code. That is a legitimate cheat code. Tyreek Hill would. It's still a cheat code. They may have (laughs) lost the Super Bowl. It's still, it's still, it's still uh, not not the Super Bowl. Uh, What am I talking about? They may have lost the. Well, they did lose the Super Bowl. They did lose the Super Bowl. They also lost last year. It was the Super Bowl. Uh, But I'm also thinking. I'm just thinking about um, what was the championship round? Yeah. But even so, like you watch those guys play, and it's electric. The way that the way Patrick Mahomes can just find him anywhere on the field, and the way you have. Andy Reid with his play design to get Tyreek Hill open. Those are things that it's not necessarily going to happen back down, happen in Miami, you know? So it's not Brian Flores down there, new head coach, unproven, Tua, still unproven. Now, don't get me wrong, Miami's got some weapons down there outside of the quarterback, but I'm not terrified. It's just. It is what it is. What I do like, though, is that Joe Douglas is willing to go all in to help his quarterback. Finally. Finally. And we we say finally, but he had one year with Darnold. He didn't know if he wanted to keep him. First year with Zach Wilson. It's a rookie. Why do you want to necessarily overspend on a rookie? But now it's your second-year quarterback. You can you can feel the pressure of you, you need wins now. You need some wins. So the fact that he's being aggressive and trying to trade for guys like Tyreek Hill, you hear talks about DK Metcalf, as you mentioned, Cal- Calvin Those Ridley. Are rumors. They're rumors, but you you hear yeah. them though. The, like there's yeah, at least the Ridley some... stuff is real. The Hill stuff is real. The Chandler Jones stuff was real. Mark Cooper. Right? Mark Cooper was real. Look, there's some smoke. When there's smoke, there's fire to some of these things. And the fact that we see Tyreek Hill, I can, I'm pretty confident I could say that he has been reaching out about all these other wide receivers because he's looking to add talent to help his quarterback. We will get it right now. It's Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Braxton Berrios. Those are your top three wide receivers that you have on this team. I love Elijah Moore. I think Elijah Moore is going to be a top talent. I've said that before. I'm going to stick to it. But you will get the other guys, Corey Davis, injured, was inconsistent this season. Braxton Barrios, he's going to be a good swap receiver. You need more talent, man. Like we're seeing the NFL change once again. It went from being a run heavy bell cow league, right? Where it was the Curtis Martins, where it was, uh, what is it? Where it was, uh, the, the Jamal Lewis's, what it was, uh, the priest Holmes who were just like badgering it oh, down, like just going, going up and down the middle, right? You gave it to them 20, 30 times a game because it wasn't really going to be the guys. Then we started to see a slow shift saying, nah, it's quarterbacks. We want your running backs to be involved. We want them to be coming out of the backfield, but we also want to see your wide receivers do it. You know, we like the Antonio Browns. We like all these guys that we have. You know, we have fantasy football. They need some action too. And now it's really getting to the point where it's not two wide receivers, a tight end, and a running back. It's now moving from it's not it's not even just three wide receiver set standards. It looks like it's moving to four wide receiver set standards. And that's something that Michael Ford likes to run too, right? As you mm-hmm. pointed out in your article before, this is the type of system that Michael Ford likes to run, having four wide receivers out, you know, a lot of and short double tight ends, some, bro. Double tight ends. He he, he likes to go all he, he's all about it when it comes to his pass catchers. So it makes sense that he's looking for a legitimate number one option, right? You don't want to necessarily put that burden on Elijah Moore to be that number one option right now, but 
if he could be the two, Corey Davis could be your three. You have someone like Tyreek Hill, even though it's not him. You have Mark Cooper, somebody else, any one of these names. It just makes your team that much more lethal in the passing game and much more respectable. And it gives you, and it gives us more better clarity on our quarterback too. Not only does it help him, but it also helps us evaluate, okay, what are you like with actual talent on this team? But I like what I see from Joe Douglas right now. I like that he's being aggressive. This is now the time to be aggressive, uh, but not aggressive where it's stupid, right? He didn't need to overpay for Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is not worth uh, a first rounder, multiple first rounders, anything like that. But you want to be aggressive enough where you're getting top end talent in here, but you're not breaking the bank because you still want to use some of that for down the line in case you get someone that you really, really love who matches everything that you want, whether it's character, play style, all those things. And then you can cash in and say, we're ready, you know, and the first round picks, you know, that's what Seattle did. I don't go on a rant right now. That's what Seattle did. They thought they, they thought they, they thought they had to figure it out when they traded the first round picks to us. Be like, the last thing we need is a strong safety to really take us to the Super Bowl. How's that? That's when you, that's when you move chips in like that. You move first rounders and you're like, we're a piece away. We're not looking to rebuild anytime soon. This pick is worthless. Let's move our chips in, do it first. We got one, two year, max, three year window, max. We got to see what we got right now. We're not there yet, but I like the way Joe Douglas has been working. Oh, yeah, man. I love it. And everyone was, you know, we had those, you know, two hours of waiting for Tyreek Hill to choose. And during that time, of course, everyone, everyone's blowing up our, our, our social media on Twitter, our, our group chats. Everyone's going nuts. And I was just like, hey, man, if we can even just trade, you know, one piece of that Jamal Adams trade or one piece of the Darnold trade. Right, the first and the second, I'd be happy. Turned out to be even less than that. So I'm with you, man. I'm I'm totally with you. I'm really happy that we're not spending 75 million guaranteed on him. And I totally understand why he would want that from Florida, even though there's a jock tax. But at least he would be getting most of it in Florida. That's why they get the bonuses there too. Just to round out what I'm hoping for to close out this offense from Joe Douglas. I hope we re-sign Keelan Cole. I hope we re-sign uh, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, right, as long as he's willing to accept the backup guard role. Mm. And if we are – if we're going to throw out dream scenarios, and I would love to hear your comments on this, Alex, and, you know, if you're listening on the show, please comment, you know, wherever you listen, if it's through our Twitter, if it's through our YouTube. Any of these guys, let me know what you think, right? We could either go – Deontay Johnson, the wide receiver from the Steelers, who's also looking for a deal really similar to Tyreek Hill, you know, uh, type of player. Yeah, he did have some drops, but he was also playing with Big Ben. He's looking for that extension, right? Or we can go the other way, where if we have a bunch of money on our books this year, we can we can go get a Christian McCaffrey, right? For for you know for for a late pick because it's not going to cost anything because how much money he is on the books. And you can kind of have that, you know, that guy catching out of your backfield. You could also go one of the wide receivers from Seattle, like you mentioned, DK. But the more likely guy, honestly, is Tyler Lockett. And I think Lockett would be sick in this offense, to be quite honest with you. It would be like a Javon Curse up in here. It would be nice. It wouldn't be that, you know, number one, but we'd have a Javon uh, Curse. We'd have a <laughs> we'd have a one A and a one B uh with uh with Davis and um 
uh, and um, Lockett going down here, or Mr. Disgruntled Michael Thomas, right? Sean Payton's finally gone, right? We've been inquiring about Michael Thomas for a couple of years now, it feels like. So any before we head out uh, and finish up with this offense here, any of those names? I, I saw you making some faces. Or, or if I, I didn't mention any, too. Think about Deontay Johnson. Like he did, he played really well this season, even for a bad Steelers team. Uh, was a thousand yard receiver. I think he had, he had, uh, 1,161 yards receiving, had, uh, 169 targets, caught 107 of them. So that's a 72, that's a 63.3% uh, catch percentage that he's got. He's a good wide receiver, man. I like him. I just, I guess, yeah, I'd be intrigued at him. Uh, he's a one-time pro bowler, very young, but now you're talking about another five, 10 wide receiver on the team next to, uh, next to Elijah Moore. I don't know if you necessarily want another small wide Hill. receiver. I don't even know. If yeah, he's a but there's a, di- there's a difference. There's a difference with Tyreek Hill. There's elite speed. We're talking about. I know that's but elite look- speed. But, but like before we move off of, of, of DJ, if you would have put DJ with Mahomes and Hill with the Steelers, I think that DJ could be more comparable to Tyreek's numbers and Hill's numbers will be way lower than DJ's. You know what I'm trying to say? I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. My thing is that it still comes back down to the elite speed, which is Tyreek Hill. Like that is yeah. just a cheap. No that, that, that's why that's why I'm saying like. That's why I'm saying when you talk about Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, we're talking about one of the most lethal arms and when it comes to the passing game, matched with one of the most elite speeds in the receiving game. It's just it, – it, it, that's legitimately 99 on Madden, arcade-esque. Uh, <laughs> that's, where, that's where it just becomes bonkers. So Deontay Johnson, I'm like, I'm not against it. I like him. Uh, I think he's a solid – I think he's a solid option. Just comes down to cost – uh, and, it costs a couple of draft picks and an extension. Yeah, uh, you're not feeling too great. Is he that type it, okay? of guy? I'm not. Too, I, it's like he's good. I, this is where I think it's like he's good. I just feel like it's redundant next to Elijah Moore. You know, it's not saying that we haven't seen this before. It's not like we haven't seen Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders on the same team before. You know what I mean? Well, I would agree it's, with it's you. Happened. I would agree with it's you. Happened. The the only thing, man, is I just have to. What I see. I have to take what I see and 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 kind of like understand it. And if they were going to take Hill, then they're okay with that, you know. Because I agree with you. Like, sure. right, if you're asking me, do I want to add Tyreek Hill, Elijah Moore? I'm going to tell you no. Like straight, you know, it, it, it just in a you know, in a vacuum world, I I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't add those two together. But the fact that Lafleur was okay with it makes me okay with it. You know what I'm trying to say? And now I hear you. That we're starting to see. That they have, and we always knew that they like yards after catch. You can even from the first, you know, article I ever wrote uh, when Lafleur joined them, right? We know that they like Yak, but now we really know <laughs> what they what they want in the tight end. We really know what they want a wide receiver. They are literally looking for a wide receiver with the yards after catch. I don't think they care. He could be four five <laughs> at this point. I don't think they care. Right? They give you six eight. He could be four five as long as he gets shout- Yak. They want him. Shout out to the Jets. Uh- IG account for uh, sharing some CJ Yazoma uh, highlights where he's just bullying after after the catch for touchdowns. Dude, back he's in a the beast. He jersey. literally looks like um, oh my god, slipped my mind. Who's the, who's who's the big the big bad guy from Avengers with the rings? 
Oh, oh my god, uh, Thanos! Yeah, dude, he looks like Thanos straight up. <laughs> I feel like he's gonna kill everyone, dude. He's a man. Snap of the finger. I can't uh, wait for that snap of the finger. That snap of the finger may be him getting injured. I hope not. Oh, but, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, I'm just being called to what it is, man. That's what his career's been. <laughs> All right, give me give me your last your final thoughts on the offense here with C with C Mac, uh the wide receivers uh from Seattle. No, I know you mentioned them. Stop. Stop with C I like C Mac as a player. Okay. I come back to the whole running back theory. I know, but it's gonna cost us nothing and, and, and it's just money on the books this year. If it costs us saying, nothing, that's one thing. If it's cost well, us it's, nothing, it's, that's it's one a thing. late draft pick, and we have the money to kind of just like uh, eat the money for this year, and it's not going to really affect us for resigning anyone. I mean, here, here's the thing: if, when you're going with uh, you go with uh, Christian McCaffrey, I'm not expecting to go Super Bowl with him. I think it's just a good grow. Like he's a good player to help Zach Wilson grow as as a quarterback. Uh, yeah. It will be competitive if you have him. But I don't see it that far. This is where I this is where I say I like him, but he's not someone I think of as moving the needle. Yeah. I always think of running backs like the last position yeah, to yeah. take care of. That's why That's I always don't matter how you whether it's draft, free agency, trades, they are the last, absolutely last guy you need. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So what about the wide receivers from Seattle, real quick, and Michael Thomas? Yo, Tyler, either one of them, I'd be happy. One, of them. I'd be happy with either one of them. Tyler Lockett is a Look, we're talking about go. We're talking about a guy who's got good speed, gets down the field. That's what we need. And he's we cheaper. And we don't exactly. have to sign him. If you tell, if we get DK Metcalf, that would be too much, bro. And also, Seattle has I, to sign him. Why wouldn't they resign him? The draft pick. It's going to be cheap. The because growing. they paid a strong safety. Yeah, exactly. They can they, they can make this a nice friendly deal. They got to get rid of Lockett though. He's a veteran. They got to get rid of him. You know what I mean? I think Tyler Lockett's more. Yeah, I think no. I think I agree with you. I think Tyler Rocket's the more likely option to get traded. Last trade, Thomas, Michael Thomas. No. Oh man. Okay, because he's been out. Right, I kind of, I kind of, I'm kind of intrigued by the Michael Thomas thing. Okay, last one, last one, last one. He has to be. Su- he has to be. He has to be super cheap for who he is to get Michael Thomas in this building. Also, also, uh, like that's actually that's more like I, I just it's. Just, High profile wide receivers coming off of missing a season is like a massive red flag for me. I feel you. Massive red flag for me. I cannot do it. Can't do it. Cannot do it. What about Will Fuller? Another guy likes to miss games. Jeez, we're going back to stop it. All right, keep this train moving. We're not doing this train again. We can do it one year. We can do it one year, Will Fuller. We keep doing, you keep asking me the same thing. It's going to be the same answer. No, I'm not paying Fine. a guy who's going to miss, Fine. who's going to play three quarters of the season. And then I'm going to Fine. be asking, hey, anyone see Will Fuller around here? Anyone? <laughs> anyone. That's fine. I, I That's paid fine. the guy. I just don't know where he is. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. All right. So closing out. Uh, the offensive side here, moving on. Special teams. We re signed Eddie Pinheiro, the double doink, who didn't miss for us. So killing it! I'm glad that we, you know, we have, we look like we have a kicker. We got a kicker. <laughs> yeah, uh, our boy Martin doesn't have to come and uh, try out, but maybe he will. We'll see how that goes. Speaking of trades, we did trade Blake Cashman to the Texans for a six-round pick next year. Pretty dope that we were able to get a draft pick for him. I really hope we're able to get a draft pick for Mims <laughs> by trading off him. That would be fantastic. Uh, I don't really see you that heard, coming. You see, you see, you see, the front office is still not uh, off of Mims. Like they're still 
there's been reports saying that they're. We'll see. Yeah, I know. It's always a we'll see. I know, but there's reports from legitimate sources saying that that people are not fully off of Mims yet. But I'm sure if the right price came along, <laughs> yeah. Mims is going. A price, a price came along. <laughs> I think that'd be good to go for them. But we'll see how that goes. Sticking with the defense, though, man. Jordan Whitehead, strong safety, dude. We are ready to go here with him. I'm very happy. He is Jamal Adams. He is the strong safety. He has a great deal. Also backloaded. I'm really excited for that. We also got DJ Reed here, man. DJ Reed, again, the Jets don't care about height. They legitimately do not care about height. DJ Reed, short, short on, 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 on the height side. Uh, especially for an outside corner, and he's sticking to be an outside corner. I'm excited, dude. He is a he's a dog. I'm excited about DJ Reed and Jordan Whitehead. They are going to change the culture of that defense along with CJ Mosley and the D line. Like, imagine when Carl Lawson comes back. Remember him? <laughs> you know, I, I I think it's going to be. Pretty nice in there. I do hope we re-sign Gerard Davis. And with Foley, Fatukasi, and Marcus Smey heading out of town, we definitely, definitely have a hole in the interior D-line and in the free safety room. Which brings us to the draft, Alex. Where do you think the Jets are going to go now that we kind of rounded out how it looks with our offense and defense. How do you think that the free agency is going to, that the draft is going to go? Keep in mind, free agency is not technically over, right? We still have huge players like the honey badger, dude, the honey badger is still a free agent. Of course, I don't think we're going to spend for him, but like there's still some players out here, man. But just as we're sitting here today with, with the knowledge, you know, about how we spent in free agency, what we're looking for by how we're maneuvering in the trade market. The fact that Joe Douglas has not won a single game, not a single game as a Jets GM against a division opponent. Not not one, dude. And now they're getting better, right? As we said, Tyreek Hill in Miami, we got Jameson Crowder and and the Bills now, and I'm sure they're going to improve. We got the Patriots re-signing Malcolm Butler, right? They're going for it over there on New England side. Where do you think right now, if you had to guess, how the Jets are going to move with their number four and their number 10 pick? I think defense, man. I think defense is going to be the priority at this point. I think with the way that the offense is panned out, I don't. there's not a wide receiver that they're really looking for in the first round, so I wouldn't expect... If there was a top-end wide receiver, like a Jerry Judy, like uh, like a, was a draft or two ago, then yeah, I could see them taking somebody like that. More chase, even. Facts. But that's not this draft. So I'm looking at the defensive side. Safeties have been covered. Mm. To a degree. Yeah, I mean they got Joiner, they got Parks, right? They got Whitehead. I'm thinking, like, look, man, I've I've come around on the Hamilton talks. (laughs) I just don't think that's happening. Yeah, I I I I, I'm gonna be a little bit more vague with my number four. 
I think it's definitely going to be a defensive back. <laughs> okay. Cause wow. I know the sauce Gardner stuff. I, I, I understand, but Kyle Hamilton's also really good. He's very good. You In my said, opinion, what did you say? Two, you said Gardner. So you're thinking Gardner? I mean, that's the he he's projected to be Cromartie. I personally have reservations about Sauce Gardner. Personally, I, I I keep watching film. I keep looking at everything. He yes, I get he didn't let up a touchdown, but when he finally played a good opponent in Alabama. He didn't look too hot. The answer to me saying that is they, oh my goodness, Nick Saban avoided him because he was scared. Dude, that's what Nick Saban does. He finds your best player and he avoids him. But I just didn't see anything too impressive when he finally played a good team. He likes to bully. Let me just finish on this. He likes to bully players, dude. And I just don't think that he's going to be able to do that. Okay, that's why they projected him to be like Cromartie because Cromartie used to, you know, bully people with his height. I just maybe he could. I'm just not sure about it. That's as sure as everyone else is. I'm more sure about Kyle Hamilton, to be honest with you. It'd be a ball hawk, free safety. But I know number. F- I know a, a, a safety at four is high. Like I, I, I mean, you know, a la Jamal Adams. I, I feel you. You're gonna go to Stingley as the other cornerback. I am so out on Stingley, dude. I do not draft injured college quarter. English college cornerbacks, injured college anything. I just don't do it. I, I, I've i learned. I, think, I don't think Joe Douglas does either. And I think the number one uh, insight into that is the fact that we didn't sign Trey Smith as, as a draftee. We needed a guard desperately, and he fell to like the fifth, sixth round, and then he's now a starter for the Chiefs, a beast. And we didn't get him because of his injury history. I don't think we're looking into Stingley at all. My whole thing, I'm going to be honest with you, and I, I know it's kind of weird, but there's two safeties that are even, you know, comparable. There's Hamilton and there's a kid that slipped my mind, his name, the kid from Penn State. And then on the other side, there's Gardner and then there's Andrew Booth from Clemson, mm-hmm. right? Those are, the, those are, the, those are the, the four DBs that I personally just like. You know what I mean? I would love to have one of each. We'll see how that goes. But you think that we're going to go with Hamilton at number four? I think if you're talking about backs, like Hamilton is the best technically defensive back that's out there, right? If you're not sold yeah. on – I mean, Hamilton thing, or Gardner? Not, Gardner, I'm just – when I say compare someone to Cromartie, like Cromartie was tall, bro. Like Gardner's being listed at 6'2". Cromartie was like a 6'4 guy. <laughs> that's that's towering. That's towering. At, you don't find that. Corners are usually like – Five, he used ten to bully to people, dude. He he bullied people in college. That's that's the whole thing. Yeah, I mean the dude is the dude was like a, a track star at playing cornerback, so he could actually keep up with everybody. I don't trust it, dude. I, I wonder. I I, I wonder this if this is where Hamilton go, keeps making more and more sense. I know he makes perfect sense, bro. It makes perfect if, sense. If you defensive back, best defensive back out there. You got the I wonder floor. if the Jets. I wonder if the Jets. If Iquanu is there. If they go Iquanu and then get rid of either Font, who's looking for a contract, or Becton, who has extreme upside and would t- would you know get massive trade value, I wonder if they go that route. It's so interesting if that happens. 
Because then you're Would not you mind if that happened? No, I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't either, mind because because I, 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 how long is Font going to be here? We have to extend it. Yeah. He's looking for a contract. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where that, it comes that, down to like yeah. it doesn't make sense to it doesn't it doesn't make sense to keep Font and not go young, especially if you know you can have a legitimate starting lineman. You know. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and honest, honestly, to be honest with you, I'm not, I wouldn't. Be, I would, if you're asking me, you know, gun to my head, if I'd rather have Equanu and trade one of the tackles rather than draft Hamilton, I think I, I think I would do it. Hmm. I think, even though I love Kyle Hamilton, I think I'm his number one fan. I think I'm his number one Jet fan fan. I really do think so. I'm in group chats. I'm on Twitter. I think I'm literally the number one Kyle Hamilton to Jet to Jets fan. I think, and when, when you. T- Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just. I'm gonna go back off. Keep going, your hunter. Oh I'm no, I'm, I'm. I'm just saying. I. I still think I would take Iquanu and just trade one of the because I think he's a sure thing and they love him and just trade one of the tackles. You know, either sure up the font thing so you don't have to worry about the extension, or you know, trade Beckton for a haul. You don't have to worry about that anymore. I would do one of those two things. I. I think. I really do think that because I. I don't know if I'd want to risk it. With the Kyle, do I really want to put my butt on the line for Kyle Hamilton on this franchise? You know what I mean? The, the, the Jamal Adams franchise, you know, and Quan was going to turn out to be good, and now we messed up with the fourth pick, making you know one of the highest paid safeties in the league just because we drafted him fourth. I'd be worried. I think both of them will be good, though. I, I think both. I don't think you'll go wrong with either one. And I'm sorry, I said uh, uh, Hunter. I meant Hamilton because when you're talking about Font and Aquanu. The, the the situation with Font reminds me of Wayne Hunter, where it's oh like, oh my god, throwback. Yeah, where I think of Wayne Hunter, where oh look, we have a serviceable right tackle, and the question is like, do we want to keep him? He's pretty serviceable. He's good, and that's where I'm at with Font. It's like he's pretty good. He's serviceable, but if you have the chance to upgrade through the draft, get a cheaper player without having to extend him, which they didn't do for Wayne Hunter, by the way. Kind of makes sense if you get Aquano. Yeah. But I wouldn't be upset with either Aquano and Ham- or Hamilton. Like they just both make sense. They both make sense for the Jets. It's who do you want to choose because the other one is not going to be there later. That's the thing. For sure. For sure. I mean, yeah. Aquano, definitely not. Hamilton, I mean, there's a possibility, right? Like Malik Willis, the quarterback. But think about it, dude. He's a safety number one, right? So he's automatically dropping in people's minds. There's at least two offensive linemen, you know, especially if Iquanu, Neil, there's also talks of penning. There's a couple other offensive linemen that are looking pretty good, right? There's Sauce Gardner. He's going to be definitely top 10. There's Malik Willis, the quarterback from Liberty. He's getting hype right now. So it's possible that Kyle Ham- there's 0% chance Iquanu gets there. I would say there's at least like a 20% possibility that Kyle Hamilton gets to 10. If not, he's going to go like, you know, not too far away. He's not going to get, you know, if he doesn't go to four, he's not, he's not going to go up until like seven. You know what I mean? It's going to be, it's going to start getting close in my opinion. Say we get a Kwanu, say Hamilton and Gardner is gone just for our hypothetical. Okay. We're sitting here. We didn't really address the wide receiver. We got Keelan Cole. So we're basically rolling out with the same wide receivers again, just upgraded at the tight end when you, you know, take your step back and look at it. 
What are you doing with that number 10? We have Jets Nation freaking out about wanting to draft a wide receiver, which I think is a terrible idea. And then we have the Jets who are desperate for an edge rusher. No, let's not play the desperate game. (laughs) Don't play the desperate game. Are you talking about edge rusher or wide receiver? I don't even know who you're referring to at this point. Both. (laughs) We don't need, we've done the whole Vernon Golson thing. That was a desperation draft pick for an edge rusher. Do not draft a wide receiver if you don't believe that there is that guy at that pick. But if I'm choosing a wide receiver at 10, they're starting, <laughs> they're an impact player. Okay? That that's just a fact. They're a Jamar Chase. They are a Jerry Judy. Okay. If that's not that guy, do not do it. Trade back. I'm gonna Trade tell you one thing, man. Back I got a hot take. Do that. I got a hot take. I was going through the draft. I remember we talk, I was talking to you about it, about how the second edge rusher in the draft is most of the time a bust, plus minus maybe two in the last 10 years that weren't. Right? And one of them was Davenport, which questionable. You know what I mean? I really, really, really like Jermaine Johnson from FSU. And I think the Jets really like him too. I firmly believe that if the Jets walk away with Iquanu and Jermaine Johnson, that's a good draft. They'd be, the, they'd be the happiest team on earth. I also think that if they ended up with Sauce Gardner and Jermaine Johnson, they'd also be the happiest team on earth. I think that if they ended up with Iquanu and Hamilton, they'd be just as happy. Like we we have saved ourselves for some flexibility here. But for some reason, I could only see it being one of these four play- I, I For these two positions, four and ten, I just, in my brain, I cannot, for the life of me, see it being anybody but one of these four players for both of those spots. That's where I am right okay. now on March, 20, March 24th. That's where John is at on March 24th at 12, 10 a.m. Cool. <laughs> That's where I am. That one of those four players. You heard it here first. Um any thoughts on that before we head out of here? Look, man. Jets Nation, if anyone's watching right now, they're freaking out right now. Everyone wants a wide receiver. Everyone likes a couple no, kids out please. here. If they're not I like Sky Moore, see- bro. Give me Sky Moore later. Give me Booth later. Give me Jones, the nose tackle from um uh, from Penn State, like don't th- force anything. The pl- that's all. That's the only thing I'll say. Do not force anything with the tenth pick. If you do not like anyone there, trade back. Figure something else. Who's the edge rusher that you said you liked from uh, Jermaine Johnson from FSU? Jermaine Johnson. That's the guy. He he had an incredible scouting combine. He had yep. a good year, but. He, I mean, I, I'm not pulling this name out of nowhere. I listen to Damian Woody a lot. Uh, he's pretty plugged into what the Jets are doing. He says they the Jets mocked, love Jermaine Johnson. They have Jermaine Johnson right now mocked through Tankathon to go to the Baltimore Ravens at 14. So it's not completely out of the realm. If it's he's that not getting close, past 10, bro, I promise you, 
I promise you, Jermaine Johnson is not. There's no way the Jets are going to pass to him at ten. I just that I can't. That's what see I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If the Jets, if there's, if you are saying that the Jets love him, and Damian Woody is saying that this is a guy to look out for, the two guys that quote is Iquanu and Jermaine Johnson. They, they, every, everything else is fairy tale. All the Jet, everything the Jets love those two players more than anyone else. They also like Hamilton and Gardner. But I just hear that Iquanu and Jermaine Johnson right now are the two players that the Jets are absolutely in love with. All right. Let's see if that happens. Draft is the only game closer. It's only Dude, I'm getting so closer. excited. I smell it. I smell the draft. John's right back into full optimism mode. Love it. Hell You'll yeah. love to see it. You'll Hell love to yeah. see it. Let's go. Charlotte just has to lose the next six games. Knicks win the next six games. No, we're, we're on top God. of the world Don't here. Do Alex. Don't do this to me. Don't do this. <laughs> Don't do this to me. All right. On that note, <laughs> thank you everyone for for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Knicks Shits, etc. podcast. You know what to do. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. Also, if you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. If you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. That only helps us out. Helps us out also greatly. We're also on YouTube. Look for Nick's comma Jets, comma ETC, period. No one writes out, etc. That's just wild. Crazy. Yeah. Don't be be nuts. Don't be nuts. No one's no one no one's doing that. No one's doing that out here. All right. It's ETC, period. So look for Nick's Jets, etc. Subscribe to the page. Hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And interact with us. Leave us a comment. Hit that like button when you watch a video. Come on, guys. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know if you agree with us, disagree with us. Let us know if you got even a different perspective that we're not even thinking of. We want to hear it all. We want to just to build this community. Also, while you're over there at that YouTube page, we got another podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, go down the NFL slate. Usually when the NFL is in action, sometimes they go down the NBA. It could be on TNT, ESPN, NBA TV, ABC. You name it, they will be betting on it. All right? Don't worry. But guess what they are doing right now? College basketball, March Madness. They brought our boy Chip Murphy back on to go through the Sweet 16. Make sure to go check them out. They got the overs, unders. They got the money line. They got the spreads. You want some prop bets? They probably not actually just kidding. They don't got prop bets. No, they got features. We got features today. There you go. They got some features. All right. And there you go. So make sure to go check it out and go get their takes because you want to win some money on sports. Why not? Last, certainly not least, we're on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. We'll catch you later this week with JD Sports Talk coming on the pod. We out. Let's go, Jets, bro.